Enjoy your voyage. Voyage. Enjoy your voyage. Here we go through and music's our game. What's a show about? It's all in the name. We're a blast from the past with nothing to prove. So get your history lesson when you're hooked on the groove. Huh. Hooked on the groove. And sometimes a guest, the professor don't mess So come test the best, all genres, all types No style we disapprove, so expand your mind And get hooked on the groove huh. Hooked on the groove Yo Hooked on the groove Howdy and welcome to Retro Groove, I'm Adam And I'm Liam And this is a podcast where we talk about music that stands the test of time. Welcome to episode 15 of our second season of Retro oh, Groove. Getting, getting kind of long in the getting tooth here. <laughs> we're getting dug in. This is good stuff. Got yeah. it down to a science now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different in terms of our theme today. Those of you in the Retro Groove Discord may have gotten a little bit of a hint this past week. Um but we're going to high-five our top five 80s cartoon television program theme songs. Yeah, we initially were like, oh, 80s and 90s, we can lump it all together. And when we threw it out there to everybody, I mean, there was stuff that I had thought of. And then you had thrown out some stuff. And I was like, all right, well, that's, you know, there's a lot more than I thought. And then when the community jumped in, we were like, ah, actually, there's way more it's <laughs> than too much. I even thought of. Yeah. Exactly. So, so doing a, a high five of those two decades seemed like, I mean, we would just leave so much on the floor and also very daunting. So yes. we'll do 80s this time and then, uh, and then tackle the 90s. Yeah. So this will end up being our first kind of two-part episode, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I'm all for it. I think um, clearly with the community response that we got, it's popular enough to do that. So why yeah. not give it a go? But before we dive into that, Liam, how are things going in your neck of the woods? Going pretty good. Uh, I got to go to that show, the like Talib Kweli, DMC, Bob James Bob show with the James. Blue Note. It was My very goodness. cool. Um, I did get a tip that... Bob is going to be doing like a proper trio concert uh, this summer in New York. And so I'm definitely going to go to that. It was very cool. Yeah. He, he basically got his flowers like Talib and DMC brought him up on stage. He played like four or five songs um, of like the hour and a half set. But um, they brought him up on stage and they were basically like, if you all don't know when you hear the term rock the bells, it's this guy's bells. Like it's, <laughs> it's the song from his second album and it's that cowbell that was just sampled and like the kind of beat underneath that. Um, and so they, it was kind of like a cool little hip hop education moment and a celebration of him. They did Peter Piper, which samples take me to the Mardi Gras, which is Bob's mm -hmm. song. So, uh, so it was a cool experience. Um, I did post up in the discord that, I, I finally got out to this record store that has really funky limited hours uh, outside the city. And like I found a pocket to run out to it. And uh, I found an album there that like I'd always kind of hoped that I would come across. And it sparked in me this thought. And I think you and I and all of us kind of deal with this, juggle with this, like, 
if you collect something, you can just go on eBay and get it, right? Like you can go on Mercari and and find it usually at an okay price or whatever. But there's something about coming across the thing in the wild for something you want, right? Not something you need, but something you want that like it makes it that much more exciting to have mm-hmm. the thing. And so I found this Bob James weird import thing that I've just always kind of had my eye on but never pulled the trigger on. And now I've got this list in my phone of things that I've considered buying stuff on eBay. And the thrill of finding something, like that discovery, makes me just not want to buy things on eBay in general unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, it's the thrill isn't really there like the digging or just finding something mind-blowing in the new arrival section that you weren't expecting to ever see there right there's really nothing that compares to that you can order basically anything online so it's kind of takes the i don't know it doesn't take all of the fun out of it but no. the excitement isn't there yeah, I have that with video games too. I mean, I don't know if you've got like a list of games that you'd love to Oh, absolutely. to to hunt down or you save you're saving money off to to grab or something, but I don't know, for me like coming across that, like it's why I'll go out to a local record store or video game store when I'm traveling cuz you get to dip into another culture's inventory for that moment and oh, man, finding something like that is just it's so exciting. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to flag real quick is, um, March 3rd, we're getting the De La Soul catalog, uh, on all streaming services for the first time ever, Yes, but we just lost, uh, plug to Trugoy, one of the, yeah. like, the core three members. So it's a real bummer. You know, I think about Fife Dog from the tribe called quest, um, at this event, um, they brought up havoc but we lost prodigy from mob deep and it's just like it reminds me that a lot of these like cut your teeth hip-hop cultural like very important to that culture uh artists we we're losing already like it's it makes me feel like because i don't know enough de la soul you know i know a bunch of songs i i don't own any of their records i always mean to and i never come across them um and so i'm excited to just be able to throw it on in my car or my headphones and listen. Um, but ah, man, like it's crazy to lose these people. Like it, if I fall head over heels for De La Soul now, right. I'm never going to get to see them live. Yeah. Like, that's, that, that hurts. hurts. You know, that hurts. So everybody check that out when it comes out uh, in March. Um, and just, you know, yeah, thinking of, thinking of, of that group and, and, uh, and what what it might mean because they were on stage. He he didn't perform, but they right. were on stage for part of that Grammy fifty anniversary celebration. The other two guys were were up there, and you could kind of tell like if he didn't make it for that, and he's had health problems for a while. But mm-hmm. if he didn't make it for that, then it was uh, it was something really serious because that was yeah. such a big moment in hip hop yeah. at the Grammys. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. There's a lot of crazy kind of shuffling around right now. Um, was able to make time to um, get together with um, a friend of mine who's a drummer who I, you know, haven't seen in quite some time, well before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, probably haven't seen him in five or six years, haven't played music together in 10 or 
10 to 12 years, um, kind of around the same time we both kind of like, I started having kids, he got married. It's just like, you know, and you kind of just, you're stuck in your own little world for a while. And, um, you know, I bought a guitar recently as I've, we've talked about, um, mm-hmm. he was, once he, you know, I shared with him that I, I bought the guitar and he was like, all right, well, we need to set something up. And then, um, yeah. Dan got on board cause he plays the bass and he's got a bass and a bass amp and everything. So, and then he brought his brother-in-law who, um, I'm, uh, you know, pretty decent friends with, I just don't see him very often except for, you know, birthday parties and stuff like that. But he plays guitar and used to play in bands and stuff like that. So we just got a rehearsal space and got together and just took three hours and just played music. Just something amazing. Haven't done in forever. Yeah. Felt amazing. We played some Weezer. We played some Beatles. We played some Ramones. We played some clash. It was just fun. Like we played one of Dan's originals that he's been, you know, he's been writing a lot of songs lately. Yeah. Super fun. Um, uh, it did get filmed. Um, Dan set up a little, it, it looks like, snippets from a beastie boys music video because uh it's they put like this fisheye lens type thing on the camera to get like the entire it's this little practice space type thing so it's like to get everybody in the shot but i was like should we youtube this should we share this and they're all like no this is real rusty (laughs) yeah did you know what you were gonna play going in like did you guys talk about that we kind of did just because with the rehearsal space, we only had three hours. Yeah, right. So we kind of, the day before and leading up to it, we're like, like, well, we should probably at least have something loosely planned. And so we each kind of, all right, well, here's a couple songs. So we had like kind of eight to nine songs that we already knew might be fun to try out. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't work out so well, but <laughs> they were all pretty awesome uh it was fun so it's super uh, fun yeah hopefully yeah. it's something that we can kind of continue it's not going to turn into a thing where we're you know we're not going to take it on the road or <laughs> anything we're just some rusty dads all four of us are dads so um i think we we went with the name dad band or uh dad rock one of those <laughs> we're gonna <clears throat> yeah yeah just to just you know four dads that can't don't have the the time to make it a proper band and go out and playing in little bars and stuff. It's not going to, it's, that's not going to happen. It's just for fun. But it, it was, it was something that I haven't done in so long. That is a part of me that just, it felt really, really good to do that. So, man, that's awesome. I had always kind of brainstormed doing something like that with, uh, Mark says hi and one or two others and it, it never happened. Yeah. We were going to call ourselves the bag dads. Uh, <laughs> I think was, was one of the things like two words. Um, but, uh, yeah, it never, it never happened. And, and hearing this, it, it makes me so happy, dude. That's, that's so fun. Cause yeah, it was great. like the feeling of being in that space at that time must've, there's nothing else like that when you're yeah. making music with somebody. Yeah. I'll share some of the videos with you, but I'm not going to share cool. it publicly. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. So we got, uh, before we get into our theme proper, mm-hmm. uh, our lovely friend Mike, the ambassador from the oh Retrologic, 
Discord has once again given us a game. The Riddler. And the Riddler. <laughs> and yeah. so um, for those that may not have uh, caught the, the first time we did a game uh, that Mike has given us, essentially we're given a song title where it's either a literal interpretation of the song title or it's just kind of... Uh, it's a song title explained in a different way using different words than are actually in the song title. Uh, mm -hmm. Last time we struggled a little bit, but eventually found that there was an underlying theme <laughs> yeah. uh, in some some hair metal uh, type music. This week, uh, he has given us the topic ahead of time, which will certainly help us. I hope uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he throws us a few curveballs, but either yeah. way, it'll be fun. So thank you, Mike. Appreciate the, uh, the time and effort put into this. So we have 10 songs and um, we're going to hear, and I haven't peaked this time. I, I peaked at the first one last time just to try to figure out what the whole thing was about. Um, so this time we're going in totally blind and the topic is angsty and energetic female rocker songs is what okay that his words so and that's still there's so many yeah <laughs> it does narrow it down a bit it does um, help yeah for sure but i i don't know what his interpretation of that statement right. means exactly so we're about to right. find out okay okay 10 songs let's see how we do <clears throat> first paramore oh, song sorry. it could be because <laughs> could be <laughs> Uh, okay, first song, a single-digit appendage in my clothing satchel. Finger, oh, one hand in my pocket, Alanis Morissette, hand in my pocket. What a single-digit appendage, digit? though? That's not a f one single finger? Single-digit appendage, yeah. I mean, it's gotta be, though. What else would that be? Say it again. Single a single digit. digit appendage in my clothing satchel, but it has. So I to think be. it's. I think it's a digit appendage, but it's just one of them because I think the song okay. is "Hand in My Pocket." Yeah. All right, it is "Hand in My Pocket" by Alanis oh. Morissette. Good job there. The single right. digit appendage threw me off. I was thinking yes. like a finger. Yeah. And in my clothing satchel. That's funny. All right, <laughs> so off to a pretty good start. Pretty good start. Okay. Number cool. two. Serial Lawbreaker. And that is serial, S-E-R-I-A-L. Not serial like breakfast cereal. Yeah. Serial Lawbreaker. So criminal. Criminal? Fiona Apple? Oh, because oh, like, what? why would it be serial? Like. I don't know. Why would it be a single digit appendage? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Well, that's okay. So criminal, what else would it be though? I'm going with criminal myself. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I feel like the serial of it makes me think that it's gotta be this. There's another qualifier, but yeah, like, but I, I was thinking the same thing about hand in my pocket. So I'm ignoring yeah. the first word of every single one of these from yeah. now on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's it dangerous. is criminal by Fiona it Apple. Is. Okay, good call. So we're good thinking call. too hard about these. Smart co-host. <laughs> Got it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Well, you did it with the first one, so we're, we're yep. doing good. Yep. Uh, so we shouldn't be thinking too hard, it sounds like. Okay. Okay. Life-giving body pump of blazed and hardened sand. Hmm. 
I mean, that's got to be Heart of Glass by Blondie. Has to be. Yeah. Life-giving body pump is clearly a heart. Blazed <laughs> and hardened sand Life-giving is... body pump. <laughs> it is Heart of Glass by Blondie. Mike. <laughs> I like this. That was good. That's fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Enamored by the sound of a genre popularized in the 50s. That's got to be I Love Rock and Roll. Enamored? Yeah. Enamored, Enamored by the by sound this. of a genre of popularized in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's the move. Joan Jett. I Love Rock and Roll, Joan Jett. Although, four as we four. learned last time, technically Arrow. Technically but we Arrow. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so this all ties in. This is fantastic. Yeah. And we're talking about Blondie, too. So awesome. And we talked about Fiona Apple during our covers uh, episode as well. So this mm-hmm. this ties in. I'm glad that we waited on this one yeah. because yeah. Uh, the, the he sent me this on December 2nd of last year. <laughs> so yeah. I waited just long enough until it was relevant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we couldn't make it work for the Christmas episode or no. the end of year episode. So this worked out nicely. No, yeah, this is good. Okay. Building block structure by lethargic and slow building block structure building brick block structure brick. what's what's brick by brick by wait building block structure by lethargic and slow building block structure oh it's uh it's, it's brick by boring brick which is a paramore song oh. see i knew there had to be paramore no you're right That's, like that's a deeper cut, Mike. Now That's you're making me cut. nervous. I didn't. I don't know that song. I, I'm not a Paramore listener. You got to do like sad institution and its misery business. <laughs> you know, like you like. <laughs> I might have been able to get that one because every. I think everyone yeah. knows that. That's like the Paramore yeah. song that everyone knows. But that's yeah. that's awesome. All right. Yeah. Cool. Glad you caught that one because I wouldn't yeah. have, and we would have missed one. So we're five for five. Okay. Ooh. Kick flip trick dominating XY chromosome member. <laughs> Kick flip trick. Kick flip trick, which implies a skateboard yeah. situation dominating XY do, chromosome, guy. which is a, so I can't think Man. of any other song title with it's got to be Skater Boy, right? What else is what? What other song references? No, you're so right. A skateboard. You're so right. <laughs> X Y chromosome so right. is a, is that's no, the male it. chromosome. It is Skater I, Boy by yeah. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I did. I couldn't even think of that. But that is well. The kick. Good I call. mean, that's a skateboard trick. There's. I don't. It is. I went to like Ollie or whatever. I was just like Ollie Man. What's the Ollie Man? <laughs> yeah. No. Ollie Man. Yeah. No, that's a good good call. That's great. <laughs> Ollie Man. Ollie Man, the sequel to Skater Boy. <laughs> he was a skater boy. Now he's an Ollie Man. He's an Ollie Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, six for six. We're killing it. The next song is Brown Recluse Food Trapping Mechanism. Uh, spider so Web, spider. Uh, no doubt. Spider, spider Web, no web. doubt. Yeah. Spider webs by spider no webs. doubt. Yeah. All right. Nailed it. 
I was thinking of spider. I couldn't think of anything spider related, yeah. but that, okay. That was a good move too. I, I feel, I see what he's doing. Like for those artists, although Avril Lavigne, he put right over the plate, but for Paramore right. and no doubt, those are the fan cuts. Like those songs are, they're, they're singles, but like, they're not the hits. So I, I gotcha. see you. I see you, Mike. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's better than, you know, Crocus <laughs> last time. I was like, I don't even know who this is. Yeah. No, he's got a good balance on this one. I like it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But we're seven for seven. Okay. At the very tip of a prime number between 10 and 19. <laughs> so... What's the prime? Uh, 11, 13, and 17? Isn't it edge of, yeah, edge of 17, right? I Isn't don't know. Isn't that Stevie, Stevie Nicks? No? I, I, I Possibly. Doesn't ring a bell to me, but I'm happy to go yeah, with it. It's edge of 17 is because uh, that's that's what just like the one winged dove sings a song just like you singing. That's edge of 17. That is? That Isn't it? Just like the one window. I mean, I know the song. song just... Yeah, that's Edge of Seventeen. No. I swear it's Edge of Seventeen. Is it? It's also sampled in Bootylicious. Oh my God, you're right. You're 100 percent right. Why didn't I know that? Oh, that's. Well, I'm not like the because it's it sounds like it should be called One Winged Dove, but she does say Seventeen. Edge that's of 17, that's the name. That's so. correct. Edge that of Seventeen. Answer? Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. It is. Tip of a prime number, Mike. Wow. See, I got I got hung up on thirteen. I was trying to think of. Yeah. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, I'm glad you saved it on that one. Two more. Let's see if we can this. go ten for ten. You already got a B, so I like I. I'm good with a B, <laughs> but I want. Let's go for gold. I'm waiting for the curveball. Is yeah, what I'm waiting. That was. For. I mean, that was that was curvy. There's some curviness. Paramore that, it was missed a me entirely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number nine. I only feel a rush of serotonin when the clouds release built-up condensation. That's only happy when it rains. Yeah, there's Shirley Manson. Thank you, Mike. She belongs on this list. She does. Appreciate it. Only happy when it rains. Garbage. Good one. We might have to ask him to make it a little bit more difficult next time unless no. we get a curveball. <laughs> no, this, is, this, this is good. This is good? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, last one. Rapid leg motion toward that raised landmass. Oh boy. Mountain, right? Or hill. Running up the hill. It's gotta be. Running that, up the running hill. up that hill by Kate Bush. <laughs> nice. I don't Mike, know that I would call perfect. her angsty necessarily, but eh. or angsty and energetic. Okay. Yeah. Well, we did it. Ten for ten. Yeah. Chef's kiss, Mike. That was perfectly Chef's balanced, I think. smooch. Yeah. Not chef's kiss. Because it really made us thick. Okay. A smooch yeah. by the food preparer with a white hat. <laughs> I'm trying to play his own game. You do it well. <laughs> <laughs> great work, Mike. Thanks. Yeah. Send us another Thanks, one. Dude. Yeah, we'll take another one. That was great. Love it very, very much. Thank you. All right. That, so now I'm feeling good, feeling happy. Yeah, ready for the main dish. Main dish. So, changing gears. We're talking about cartoon theme songs. Saturday morning, bowl of cereal. We all did it. 
mm-hmm. right? Or, or you after rush school. home from school. Yep, rush home from school. Uh, a lot of nostalgia in in just like a f- thirty to sixty seconds. Yeah, because <laughs> you heard it over and over again. Right? Every yes, you heard it over and over, and it's it's interesting because there was always like the thirty second version, but each one had like a longer version that you never right. heard. Right. So even in preparation for this, like I was hearing the 60 to 90 second versions of these songs that I'd never heard before. Oh, extended cut. Yeah. Sometimes it played during the end credits, right? Like you had sometimes, like sometimes but for the most part, you're right. It was, there was an extended version that just got trimmed down for time. Usually the end credits had like an instrumental version of the main song. True. Um, so, and there's some underlying themes, of course. Um, usually there's some kind of introduction to some key characters. Um, some of them, yeah. Some of them are mostly instrumental except for the name of the show. Right. Um, lots of saxophone. <laughs> I mean, we're talking uh, the 80s, right? right? But yeah, lots so. of saxophone. Um, yeah. There also seems to... Uh, what I, uh, One other thing that I noticed is there seems to be a pretty high percentage of these songs. Because you got to keep the energy going, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. it's always high energy. Um, a lot of these songs will have a key change to go up to a slightly higher key halfway or or two thirds of the way through the intro song. Mm-hmm. I noticed that with quite a few of these, yeah. um, but man, a great, cause it just gets you hype for the show. Yeah. It's such an integral part of the cartoon watching experience. Yeah. It's just beyond a jingle, but it can also, it can often have that. And I feel yeah. like at some point we should talk jingles on here. Definitely. Um, but like it, it is basically an audio logo or a jingle, but it's, a little more meaty and contextual to something. And it, for some, it becomes like a celebration. Like I definitely remember sitting down and watching He-Man after school. Mm-hmm. And like, you knew the whole intro by heart at one yeah. point, but getting to hear it happen is kind of like the, Oh my God, it's happening. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Let's yep. go. Like you're just ready for an episode of He-Man, you you're know? Ready. And sometimes uh, you would even have like a non song portion of the intro. Like like especially you, that reminded me, He-Man reminded me of that. Cause there's that part in the, it's like He-Man, like master of the universe, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. The, he holds the secrets of Castle Grayskull. Like, there's that whole like before the, the song show. Yeah, it gives you like walks you through the whole show. Like, here's all the characters. Yeah. Here's what's happening. Here's the bad guy. Yeah. So we we've got obviously we're gonna have some personal favorites. Um, right. But is there anything else like? Well, so the high five structure is that we have to come to a consensus just as a reminder or if anybody's tuning into this for the first time. So we're going to do our collective top five. Adam and I have not consulted on this. No, uh, not at all. Prior. So we're both coming in cold. I would also assume that he and I have some slight criteria uh, 
bits that may or may not uh like we might need to hash some things out yeah uh in real time here because there's a handful of things where it was either right on the cusp of the end of the 80s or there was some mitigating factor as to why this theme song was what it was that like you may have on your list but i left off for a certain reason and we'll have to sort through that as well well i think Um, for me the only the only thing that met that would meet that criteria is the Simpsons because the Simpsons first aired in December of 89. So it's like, it was an eighties show for less than a month. And so to me, it, that's like you, like you said earlier, that's a nineties show. It is. It feels like like a nineties show, but super Mario super show is also a tough one because that, premiered mid 89 and it really only lasted a year like i don't mm-hmm. even think it and it went into main syndication most people didn't see it until 9091 um so it's it's tough i i feel like if that's on your list like i'm not gonna argue it or anything mm-hmm. um you could but it is it is a little kind of tricky you know yeah um so i think normally we go with our own fives working towards a crescendo. Yep. Um, but if I, if my four is your two or vice versa, then we'll just shout it out in the moment and have the conversation there. Yeah. Um, we'll save time. Yeah. And then we'll touch upon some others. I think the last caveat, uh, or thing to flag here is like you said, this is heavy nostalgia, heavy, uh, like, bedrock of kid, people's upbringing is kind of why we we just like ours and everybody who's listening to this it, it's just important things that you can't it's amazing what i remembered the lyrics to as i was going over right this, you know absolutely um and so just like anything else that we do we're not going to be able to touch on everything here no. nor are we trying to um so apologies if we don't get on your favorite thing you can hit us on twitter you can join our discord happy to talk through stuff there was things that were flagged in discord that a i had never heard of or b oh, really? i had completely forgotten about yeah and it <laughs> blew my mind how much came flooding back when somebody just said three words you know yep. um so with that uh, I say we dive in. Would you like to start with your number five? I'm happy to. Um, Let's do it. This is one that I had already kind of started thinking about anyway, um, but was flagged in the uh, the Discord when you mentioned it. And my number five is a little show called Silverhawks. Oh, now, okay. Do you have do you have any recollection that of was watching one, no. Silverhawks? No. You you brought it. Somebody brought it up. You reacted, and I have no clue what this is. <laughs> yeah, it was it was solo solo something. Right. So solo brought it up in his list, um, and I actually do remember seeing this show. I had a couple of the action figures. Uh, for Ooh. whatever reason, I loved it. It struck a chord with me. Um, it's a, a group of characters that are, they're kind of a band, but they also have these like silver metallic aspects to them with like masks that come down and they can fly. And there's like a, a, a very sci-fi space aspect to it, but the guitar player has like a cowboy hat for some reason. It's fantastic. <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> the song itself, um, is, is very eighties a little bit typical of a lot of the, these eighties 
uh, theme songs, a little tiny bit hair metal definitely has a lot of guitar in it. Um, due to the overarching, you know, themes of the show, um, does have the key change. So we've got that box checked off. Um, it's just so catchy and it has this little kind of like metallic sort of synthesized Hawk sound that keeps playing. Well, cause there is a throughout. Hawk. I'm looking at the, I'm yes. looking at the title screen. There's an actual Hawk. Yeah. It's like a metal Hawk. Like that's their yeah. like little sidekick character. Yeah. So you need a metal Hawk in ensemble. the music. Then. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, one of the more like forgotten 80s cartoons, I think. I don't hear a lot of people talking. Like, people talk about Transformers, of course, and Smurfs and no. and G.I. Joe and all that yeah. stuff. But yes, Silverhawks seems to be kind of one of the forgotten shows, but it's got a special place in my heart. Uh, I love it. I'm putting it up there as my number five. I don't really think it deserves to be higher than that. And I really don't see it making our final high five. But I had to talk about it because it's one of my personal favorites. It's worth digging in for sure. I I wonder if you can stream this. It seems like one of those weird shows where maybe it's on Hulu or whatever or or Peacock or something. But some of these shows just disappear. And unless you had the VHS tapes, you know, uh, the FHE VHS tapes, you just (laughs) wouldn't have them ever again. It's probably one of those um, that doesn't really hold up either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, there's going to be a few things that we talk about here that I have revisited in recent years. And I'm like, why did I like this yeah. show? There's, there's, there's one on my list where I'm like, this is the worst show. It's a bad <laughs> show. It's a dumb show. Well, a lot of these shows um, were literally just long form toy commercials. Yeah, and they cranked out episodes, too. Like, when you look at these things, it says, like, they had one season, they had two seasons, and they had 70 episodes, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> so it was, they were just churning these things out. And yeah. as you look into it as well, you'll see a lot of the same names in the writing staff. Like, yes. there was a grinder of, you get a TV show, you get an action figure, you slap it on some t-shirts, and you make, it's like underpants gnomes. You just make the money, you know? You're just like cranking stuff out it's like um, what <laughs> what what was un- that underpants nose underpants gnomes no from i have south park? no idea what you're oh it's a south yeah. park reference it's okay. a south park reference Sorry. i didn't catch yeah. it i have no yeah, idea yeah. what that see, is see st- step one was steal underpants step two they didn't know but step three was make money yeah so or uh all right moving on <laughs> moving on moving on yeah we'll talk about uh, south park at some point some part maybe yeah, next, next episode yeah um so this one surprised me a little bit, but as I kind of reviewed this, it was a little undeniable. Um, my number five is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. I'm so, glad you mentioned it. Yeah. So uh, it's a show that I don't know if it really holds up. I tried watching an episode or two and I was like, I'm not the core demographic anymore for yeah. this show. <laughs> um, but, and I initially also dismissed this because it was an existing property in some ways but the song isn't and so i went into it with an open mind saying okay i'm not going to dismiss this because uh i'll say right now like i want ghostbusters on my list and i didn't put it on there because it's an existing song it's the song that was ray parker's thing that they just did for the theme song and so i'm like "Ah, it's can't really 
it's not a theme song. I can song see that. Then. Yeah, like you used it, but, and mm-hmm. it's great, and I love it. But it's just the song from the movie, you right? Know? Exactly. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, not the case. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks is so weird too, dude. Right? Because like we're talking about fifty eight, fifty nine, right? Gra- Grammy award winning Christmas song. Yes, that this singer singer songwriter guy who had written songs for other. Uh, musicians in the 50s um, had bought a tape player. It's exactly what you think when you hear the chipmunks. You're like, did someone just buy a tape player and mess with their voice and be like, oh, chipmunks? Like, right. Someone's exactly it what out. happened. Yeah, like, that's exactly what happened. This dude, Ross uh, Bagdasarian, like, buys a tape player in 57 and realizes he could boost the speed on his own voice and make it sound like a chipmunk. And he Mm -hmm. comes up with this concept where he's going to sing witch doctor. He comes up, he makes this song called witch doctor. He puts it out. It's a huge novelty hit. He follows it up with the Christmas thing. And he has this like little side, uh, story or canon of like, he's David Seville. He starts going by David Seville after this, you know, like, He's David Seville, and he's made these chipmunks, which are also his voice. You know, right? Exactly. Um, he That's puts interesting. Out a, yeah, I didn't know puts, that Witch Doctor came before the Christmas, Christmas song. thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Witch Doctor was proof of concept. Christmas three three Grammys, like oh my insane. god, yeah. <laughs> so he creates this little pocket industry in the '60s where he's releasing. He puts out a bunch of these things, right? And then he dies in '72. Oh, <laughs> He, t- he dies in 72. He's like 50-something. No, it's fine. It was so unexpected. He created this really weird, unique uh, business, and then he passes away and leaves the business to his kids. And his son, Ross Jr., takes up the mantle. He goes to law school. He finishes law school, and then he takes up the mantle, basically, that his dad left. So what you see is, like, that's why there's a gap between – the Alvin of the Chipmunks hits in the late 50s and early 60s, and then all of a sudden, 15, 20 years later, there's a cartoon, Mm -hmm. is like, the guy died, and his son, a few years, like, once he finished college, was like, okay, I'm going into the family chipmunk business. And it's him (laughs) and his wife, dude. Like, what? His his oh, son is that where the and his daughter in law. That's exactly what the chip is. That's are. amazing. <laughs> right? It's so crazy. So uh yeah, but so on the theme song itself. So I'm I'm listening to this song. and I'm like, this is so cool that it's just like a family business of like my dad sped up a tape and fifty years later we're making CGI movies with David Cross. You know, like it's incredible. <laughs> this is so good. Um, but the the theme song for this thing, it feels like Van Halen's jump. It's got that synth hit at the beginning, yeah, and and it starts off. You you see them at a stadium and they're performing on stage and everybody's freaking out. And I remember sitting there like, yeah, I'm in the crowd. I'm I'm seeing the chipmunks. It gets like, you pumped for sure. Oh, it was the perfect like '80s synth rock pop jam. Um, and it does the thing that you were talking about where it's like, it, it shouts out the main characters, right? Alvin, Simon, Theodore, doot, 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 Like it, it copies <laughs> it, that it brings in that jingled, synth line. They jingled the heck out of it. They also you, spell chipmunk in the song too. They spell chipmunk. That's which right. Is, that's educational. Right. That's good. 
But so you walk in there, doop, doop, dooping and snapping your fingers and you know the main characters, things and uh, names and, and you're off to the races. Yeah. So uh, solid, solid play uh, in, in setting that thing up. Uh, well, very cool. Yeah. I'm really glad that you mentioned it because I adored that cartoon and I love that song and I was it initially was on like a rough draft of my top five but eventually mm-hmm. got, got bumped, bumped off like yeah. it would probably be like my number six honestly yeah it was it was really hard to pick between that and Silverhawks for me and I have a six that I'm hoping is on your list That'd be awesome. like I, I want to talk about it anyway but the, I have the exact same thing here where I'm like oh, I can't believe it's not on my list so you <laughs> there go were quite do your number few. four I yeah. was almost like, we should do a top 10, but then the episode no. would be two and a half hours long. Okay. So I have one that I would kind of be a little bit surprised if it wasn't also on your list. So let's see what okay. happens. But my number four ended up being Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <sighs> so yeah. I love, love, love Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I watch the original cartoon episodes with my kids It is one that I do think still kind of stands up. Yeah, no, it Um, does. It's, 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 it's incredible. I I love everything about it. A lot of those, you know, eighties, early nineties, uh, Disney spinoffs and cartoons are amazing. This one, I think, I think this one and one other one that I'm sure we'll also talk about really do stand up and they, you know, say what you want about the new Chippendale movie. Uh, It's kind of a love it or hated thing, but the property itself having the staying power to result in a live action slash, you know, cartoon animated over live action movie in this day and age, I think shows the staying power of the brand and the song itself. Like it it goes through a number of different themes. It's got a very like kind of starts out with like a creepy spy sort of feel to it. And then you feel dark and then then lifts you. And then it lifts you. They're here to save the day. Yes. They're rescue Rangers. They're going to save everything. Yeah. So I, I I love the theme song. I find myself humming it, whistling it, singing it throughout the course of my day, at least probably once or twice a week, if not more often, um, if something reminds me of it or if we, or we've watched it recently, but, uh, yeah, solid, solid entry. Yeah. So it's, it's not on my list. Uh, it, it's one of the ones that was, and then got bumped as I, oh, as I kind of slated things around, but I, I have regrets about bumping it. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I went back and revisited it again just before we recorded and I'm like, man, maybe this goes back on because so it is so strong. I think part of my hesitation is I do have another one from that sort of, uh, docket yep. of, of those of those shows that's on my list and i was like man it, it i've i maybe it's unfairly like it, it shouldn't be restricted to like if there can only be one disney song on this final right. list i think so like i have to i have to come to terms with the fact that it could be more disney dominated than i anticipated but like they owned it man like they killed it yeah. i, I I, I can't I can't be mad at it. Um, I, I like Gummy Bears too. Like Gummy Bears had a it's great solid. song. Tailspin came a little later. I think that's technically a '90s song, as I is Darkwing so. Duck. But like 
think about that. Like uh, just hit after hit after hit. They yep. were uh, a theme song cranking. So I, I, it's a very strong pick, and I have a feeling that I'm going to be arguing to keep that on the list over some of my own. No, oh. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Because I, like I said, I am feeling some regret. You won't have to argue um, with me. Yeah, it's we'll, a strong we'll pick. So uh, my number four is Inspector Gadget. Uh. Um, so Inspector Gadget is a bad show. It's a, it's not, <laughs> it's not a good what? show. If you go back and watch this show, the okay. guy stinks. That's one that doesn't stand up, I guess. It doesn't hold up. The guy is a bumbling fool. <laughs> His niece and their dog has to save the day every, every time. single time. Yep. And and the actual like mysteries and stuff, it's not great like I don't know the transforming car and all the gadgets. I mean, the, that's the, what made it's it in cool. the name. That's what made it cool. Like when that car cha- changes from the van to the like hot roddy kind of police car thing. Yeah. That, that guy has no th- that fool in a trench coat does not drive that car. Like <laughs> no way. But his like his niece had that like watch that she could do everything yes. on, and the dog brain had like things that came out of his collar. Yeah, he had the little super walkie talkie. Super, super fun. Yeah. Um, but it's not a great show. Um, Man. There's so there's a thing to get into real quick here. First of all, the vibe of it, it's it's it literally is just says the name of the show. It's Inspector Gadget. But then you get the rally cry, kind of like the Rescue Rangers thing right. where you're like, Go gadget go. Exactly. You get the go gadget go. And when in you're there. sitting on the couch ready for the cartoon, you're like, Yeah, go, go gadget, go gadget go. You know? Like it it's a it's almost like hey ho, let's go Ramones level of yes. like here's an easy thing for you to say that you're just gonna be jazzed about. Yeah. Um so there's there's some weirdness behind this and a lot of other uh songs that were written at this time that I want to just touch on real quick. Um, so there was this duo, uh, Haim Saban and Shuk- Shuki Levy, these like Middle Eastern guys who moved to the States. They're, they're musicians, they're songwriters. Um, Saban Entertainment winds up being like a huge thing. The guy makes a buttload of money. Um, but uh, they wrote a ton of these themes, including this one. Mm-hmm. However, however, it came to light years later as they churned out hit after hit, show after show, um, that they were hiring like hourly paid ghostwriters mm-hmm. and such to do this. Um, and the Mo- Super Mario Super Show is another example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they never credited those people they didn't have to they basically bought the time and rights for a jingle writer and then used that and held the royalties and claimed it as their own oh, wow. um and so we don't really know who wrote the inspector gadget theme song or the theme song for a bunch of other uh big That's shows crazy. of that time um just a, a, as context so like it, when a show airs, when a cartoon episode would air uh, back in the day, you're sitting down, you got your kicks, and you the the thing comes on. 
the composer would make $500, let's say, uh, about $500 per airing. So every time it ran, it, they would make that money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you think like, God, these theme songs we're talking about are just burned into your brain. You could make hundreds of thousands of dollars off of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, background music, you get paid less, but you know, there's still money in all of that. Um, and so these guys would just pay out a couple hundred bucks. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Inside Lewin Davis, but it comes up in that film as well. Like he's he's a musician who's down on his luck. He goes in. Justin Timberlake is sitting there in the studio, and he like sits with him and a couple other session players. And you can either like sign away your rights for two hundred bucks mm-hmm. for the day, right. or you can get royalty payments. If it becomes a hit and the chances of a jingle or something becoming anything are hit or miss. Right. And so in the movie, spoiler alert, he signs away the rights. And then by the end of the movie, the thing he co-writes with Justin Timberlake is massive and he has nothing, nothing for it. Yeah. And so that's the story of most of these folks. So there will be a few of these on our lists here that I feel like it's almost dampened a little bit. Look, it's legal. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like any real bad business, but it's just a bummer, you know, like yeah. we don't know, we don't know who the vocalist is on the super Mario's who did the rap. We don't know. Like don't know. no one knows who really wrote that. The, the credits have captain Lou Albano and Danny Wells, the guy who played Luigi yeah, doing a different thing altogether almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like the opening, if you look at the, the liners or whatever, it says that those guys did the Mario plumber rap. There's no way no. Captain Lou Albano did that. They hired some random dude and, and he wrote the song and he did the vocals and they paid him a couple bucks and that was the end of it. Um, so my tangents over, but, um, I, inspector gadget, even though we don't know who you are, thank you for writing <laughs> such a such a, a like a James Bondy kind of yeah, get smart. Very spy makes me movie. think of get mm-hmm. smart. Yeah, um, it's it's a very very fun song, and it's it's a hook, man. Like, I, my criteria for a lot of these is if you said the name of the show, could I sing the song to you? almost in full how much of it could i sing to you right um and i did i did the whole inspector gadget song it was it was it's burned in my brain so that's well, my number four and that would that's definitely one that would have been on my list of honorable mentions but mm-hmm. i i couldn't find a spot for it in my top five i think because i not that there's anything necessarily wrong with the instrumental or near instrumental where all you get is the name of the song and a chant or something or the name of the show and a chant. Uh, but I, I just, I felt like a fully fledged, you know, full set of lyrics song would, would have been more appropriate to get the honor. And that's 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 just kind of how I approached it. But there, there are plenty of instrumental or near instrumental theme songs that deserve recognition and deserve to be inspector gadget is one that definitely deserves to be on the list. Yeah. Um, it definitely was, was it would, would have been one of my honorable mentions. Um, so good pick one. It was one of my favorite shows. I had a VHS tape chock full of inspector gadget episodes Probably and, with Pizza Hut commercials on it, you know, like it just, I love those. Man, VHS. I wish, <laughs> wish I could find it. Yeah. Um, the commercials are sometimes the best part of yeah. those old 
VHS tapes of movies and TV shows recorded off a TV. A lot of those VHS tapes just don't work anymore. It's been so long that the, the, the magnetic particles have been demagnetized and it just doesn't work anymore. Those things don't do not have a long shelf life. So there goes all my Christmas memories and birthdays and stuff like that from (laughs) my childhood uh, demagnetized. Uh, Oh, well should have, should have digitized it sooner. Yeah. Anyways. So as we have both kind of already hinted at and alluded to, um, I also had some qualms about putting this and Chippendale rescue Rangers on my Mm. list, but I think they are both different enough and so deserving. So I had to include ducktales because how do you not include ducktales? Um, just such a banger of a song. It starts out right from the get go with such a bop. You're already bobbing your head before it's just that baseline and you know what's about to happen. (laughs) You know, what's coming. It sets the Um, scene. The lyrics set the scene and you get so much information you know, life is like a hurricane. Yep. That's beautiful. Here in Duckburg, right? We know we know where we, know we, where are. we are. Okay, things are crazy. Here's the location: race cars, and then, lasers, air. So we know oh gosh, there's some action the about to happen. All the scenarios are coming. Yeah, this is my number one. So I'm fully backing you. By the <laughs> <No> way, way. <laughs> yeah, that's my number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. So good. Good. Let's do it. Deserving number one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. That's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm sure we'll talk more about it, so I won't go into too no, much no, no, more let's detail. let's do it now. Let's do it now. I yeah. mean, let me just, just so good. You have the key change. You have so much action going on. Um, you have sort of a, a little, like, bridge, if you want to call it that. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, most of these don't necessarily have the whole, like, verse, chorus structure to them. But the whole did it danger lurks behind you like that part of the song brings you into the key change. And it's just, you just are, you're as a kid, especially you're about to do backflips by the time we come back to the <laughs> ducktails and yeah. it's in it, the key change hits and it's, and it's an even higher key. Now, um, that song may, may have two key changes in it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'll have to go back and, and see, but it is, I mean, it starts out such a banger and by the end of it, you are, and you've got the whole, woo, like, <laughs> you know how that whole thing where they call it the millennial whoop where every single song has that, Oh, Oh, like every yeah. song in the past, uh, every pop song, I should say in the past, like 15 years has that, that, uh, that dip in it. And I think that this is a a stupid theory of mine, Mm -hmm. but I think the origin of the millennial whoop and why it is so ingrained in pop music is DuckTales. Yes. DuckTales. I love this. Oh, oh. It's the (laughs) origin of the millennial whoop is DuckTales. I do love it. I said it. You heard it here first, or maybe Mm -hmm. not, but... That that's my that's my unnecessary theory. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I love this. I'm backing this now that I think that this is, cause it is a defining theme song. That's why it, it I is. put it at, at the top of this because it, it might not be, there's another one on my list. That's my own personal favorite, mm-hmm. but like, this is probably the most undeniable, like the dude from panic at the disco performed it on Jimmy Fallon. Like they did a request <laughs> night. They did a request, audience request night, and this was what it is. It's such a cultural phenomenon. It is. They remade it when they relaunched the show. Um, the The show itself has such great history, both the video game and and the like length and Huey, Dewey, and Louie, like the length of how those characters have kind of taken on uh, – like I, my, my kid loves this show, mm-hmm. the old one and the new one, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it's iconic enough that they kept the bones of it in the remake. And I think they did a very good job with yeah, it. Yeah, um, the remake's good. This is another situation. Um, we know who wrote this, so it's not as as oh, okay. questionable as the other one. Um, it's this guy, Mark Muller. Um, he was just paid, he was paid just over $1,000 to do this. It was like a, a sit-down session thing. Oh, wow. Um, and would only get the money. So this is the, this is the skeevier side of the Disney deal. It's like, he'd only get the money if they chose to use it. So like, he signed away the rights, um, I, I believe as, as it, as I read it, he signed away the rights. Um, man, but like, did it not knowing whether it would air or not. And if it didn't air, he wouldn't get the check for 1200 bucks or whatever. Um, Imagine. But, but in theory, he also is on record saying that it took him an hour to write the thing. You know, it just what? like came, came right. <laughs> Are you serious? There's a, there's a funny similar story, totally unrelated to cartoons of the 80s here. But there's a similar story with Big Bang Theory. I don't know if you watch that show at all. But another great hook of a theme song written and performed by bare naked ladies by ed from bare naked ladies and he put off like somebody signed him up to do the to like pitch the theme song and he didn't even really necessarily want to do it um (laughs) he put it off he put it off he put it off and then he realized like he is supposed to be on a conference call where he plays back the song in an hour and he's like takes a shower and he thinks of that theme song. He comes up with the whole thing in like 15 minutes in a shower, jumps on the call with Chuck Lorre and, uh, and sings the thing in this like sold. And it's, it's like one of the biggest theme songs of the past decade, basically. Um, so wow. yeah, so this like in an hour's worth of time, the guy made, I, when's the last time you made a grand in an hour, you know, like that's pretty great. Yeah. But looking back at it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I kind of wish you got the royalty payments because yeah, that's is one rough. of the greatest things of all time. That is um, rough. Uh, also worth noting that the same guy who sings DuckTales sings the Rescue Rangers theme song. Right. Um, always worked with the same dude. And the pianist uh, and like the the keyboardist mm. uh, was this guy, Greg Karukas, who was in smooth jazz group, the Rippingtons, alongside Kenny G oh. at one point. Yeah, a little jazzy background. All and right. it's got a swinging beat. Man. It does. Like it, the, 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 the core of this, uh, of this, yeah, it doesn't they, have a kids rock would call beat. it a bop. No, they'd call it a bop. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has that swing to it for sure. Iconic song. Everybody can sing this. You know all the words except um, there's one part 
Tales of Daring, Do Bad, and Good Luck Tales. I didn't know what those words were when I was a kid. Right. I remember looking them up years ago, but I'm like, Daring, Do, Bad, and Good Luck? Like, it 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 rolls off the tongue, but it doesn't sound, it sounds like word right. soup. I said yeah. the, I sang the syllables, but yes. I didn't know what the no, words what were. what <laughs> you were saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tales of daring, do bad, and good luck tales. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea what it was. I don't know. Not it's ponytails. Like, but see, like... Not cottontails. As a kid, you don't know all words yet. So, no. yeah. like, you just figure it's some word that you've not learned yet. Correct. That's yeah. what That was yeah. my thinking. I was kind of a yeah. dumb kid, though. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. So, that's your number three, my number one. Yeah. So, um, that's an interesting gap, too. Yeah. So... But what's your number three? My number three is, it was a late edition, never came up in the Discord, and I didn't think of it, and my wife said something to me about it yesterday as we were talking, and I was like, that's the, I, I, again, I sang the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. And you haven't heard it in 20 years. (laughs) I don't know where, I don't know, like, I don't know where I would watch this thing. And it's skewed, I think part of it is skewed a little younger, like, we're mm-hmm. talking about primarily shows that I watched when I was nine or ten at this point, like eight, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Like the the one I'm about to say, I was watching before I went to like first grade. Like I was at my babysitter's house, um, and I I lo- I adored this show, and I feel like it set me up for Lord of the Rings and Dungeons and Dragons, oh my God. and all of like the fantasy stuff that I would get into and and love through up until today. And I'm talking about David the Gnome, and I don't know. Yo, <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows David the Gnome, but I feel like most people, if you say it, you're like, "Wow, wait, David the Gnome." That's eighties. That's 80s. I would have. No, you're going to wow. make me question this. Hold on. Yeah. I'm sure I looked this up, but let me just Google it real quick to make sure I'm not blowing this. Because it started off as a Spanish show um, and then was translated to English. Yeah. So premiered in Spanish in 85 and in English in 86. Okay. Wow. Look around you. Yeah. There are many things. Dude, I did the <laughs> whole thing in my kitchen. Are you kidding me? Um <laughs> Oh, I it's, used to watch that show. I watched on right? Nickelodeon, though. Yeah, yeah. They translated it and ran it on Nickelodeon. But that was yeah. 87, you said? 86? Yeah, they said, I think it started airing in 87, 88 what? on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. That's so early. I know, I know. We didn't even have cable at that point. So it just, I, <laughs> I caught reruns on like whatever it would have been, Nick Jr. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the thing played, yeah, thing played through the 90s. And you can make, I'm fine making the argument that it's a 90s show because that's when we experienced it. But, but 85, it premiered initially in an English 87. That's wild. Um, good pick. It's, it's so good, dude. Uh, It's, it's wistful. Yeah. It, it feels different than the other theme songs that we're talking about here. Um, partially because I think it doesn't have, uh, there's no merchandising. It's not looking to do the thing that we're talking right. about. It's kind of unique. And it's not in a that rock song or a pop song. No, either. it's it's not. It's not crescendoing you for an action. It's like it's like sit down and I'm going to tell you a story. Like right. come around the fire. And there's beauty in the world, and I have a story to tell you. And there's trolls and wizards and fairy kings. Mm-hmm. There's birds that talk. There's fish that sing. 
if your heart is true. Like I, oh, it makes me swell. Like the 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 writing of it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's it's got sweeping string arrangements and everything, and the show itself. Like I, I don't know if I could watch this with my kid right now because there's moments like when Swift gets caught in the bear trap. I lost there was my some, mind. Yeah, there's oh some my scary God. stuff. And those trolls were intense, dude. Like yeah. those stinky trolls, man. So it kind of reminds I, it's a, me. It's got like a similar vibe to the Last Unicorn that movie. Mm, Have you seen? Yes. Because that soundtrack, it's it it's just like kind of in that same category of. Like that was uh, the band America along with like an orchestra doing the music for that. For Last Unicorn? Yeah. So oh, that's cool. I didn't know America did that. That's yeah. awesome. But so th- it just that kind of there's a connection there somewhere because I was a Last Unicorn kid. I used to watch that all the time and I would cry at the end every single time, but I was like <laughs> sick. So I didn't know why I was crying. But <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's there's got to be some kind of connection there or they're at least so they're they're close in theme yeah. and, you know, loosely Tolkien-esque if you want to go there yeah. with it. But yeah, it's gnomes and elves and, and pixies and, and it's all, all that. of that stuff. Yeah, it's all... Uh, Love it. It's a great show. It's Excellent great show. pick. My yeah. goodness. All right. Yeah. All right. Number two. Well, we've, we've talked about it already a couple times. Oh, okay. I felt like this is very different from most of the other themes that we've talked about. And okay. I'm not going to mince words too much. It's Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> first of all, it is, I'm sure someone will correct me, but I couldn't think of another rap song. Yeah. That at least as, as far as the, the cartoon shows that, that we were watching. Right. So there's that aspect to it. It's very early for a, you know, a rap theme song. Um, it uses a familiar tune. It starts out with the the fanfare for the the game. So if you played the That's game, right. you already are instantly connected to it, and it's just so fun and so cool to hear a rap. Now, I probably couldn't rap the whole thing, but I could I could do most of it. I didn't try, um, <laughs> but you know, I don't even know what else to say about it. I I I I didn't put a lot of research or thought into the song itself. I just knew that it's insanely catchy. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that they just, they used the kind of primary super Mario brothers game theme as the backdrop to the song. So and, smart. And dude just just raps over it and kills it, by the way. I wish we yeah. knew who it was. Yeah, I know. I don't know who that guy is. Find that guy. <laughs> Um, I, uh, it's obviously iconic enough to have been featured in the Super Bowl recently. <laughs> like it was in the, the ad for, uh, the new Mario movie. Yeah. So like they know that there's a throwback, uh, 
there's there's like a, a a good connection there enough for for like people like us to hear that you know kids heard that and they're like okay yeah hip hop I mean hip hop's fifty years old and we love hip hop now <laughs> you know and for us we're like TV cartoon shows from our youth yeah, you know like exactly. it 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 no it's 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 a solid choice I love it love um, everything about it all right so my number two is one that probably personally would be my number one, except uh, number two because I thought DuckTales was just so undeniable right. across the board. However, I could make the same case for here. So I- I'm, I- I'm, of, I'm of two minds. Okay. My number two is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like the movie came after this right right? so initially just like ghostbusters like in my head i was like this song is so good Mm -hmm. and it's it's been put in iterations of other video games and and shows and things elsewhere this must have existed beforehand i was i was like it's got to be like ghostbusters where i'm misremembering things but i'm not and ninja turtles was a kind of black and white dark bleak looking comic book yeah that they pitched over to be a toy line yep a toy line first first and and playmates was like we will give you the toy line because there's a lot here but you gotta go get a tv deal like you lock that's what sells the toys yeah exactly it's like we will do this if you get a tv deal and so they take that over they land the 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 tv deal I bought all the toys. I mm-hmm. mean, that was like every birthday present, yep. graduation, whatever allowance, like everything went into Ninja Turtles toys. Hundred percent. Um, so, I mean, you can it run. It does the thing we talked about. It gets you jazzed. Mm-hmm. It runs you through all the characters. It tells you all about the characters. Yeah, you get a backstory. Splinter taught everything. them to be Ninja Team, so it's like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You get a backstory. And not Michelangelo's only the party dude, he's the yeah. party dude. You yeah. not only get introduced to the characters, but you actually get snippets of their personality yes. in the song. Yeah, it says Teenage it, Mutant Ninja Turtles a hundred times, probably. Yeah, and, and go ahead. If someone were to if someone were to write that down to you as a songwriter, Adam, and they're like, "Come up with a song that says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles," you'd figure it out, but you'd look at that and be like. This is more word pasta. I don't know what, like, it's a what? It's a teenage mutant turtle? <laughs> Hero turtles in Japan? Like, I, like, I don't... It was England, what right? Is or this? Europe? Uh, something like that, yeah. Teenage mutant hero turtles instead of ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact about this one was just talking about Chuck Lorre, who did Big Bang Theory. He's an iconic now, legendary sitcom writer. Mm-hmm. He wrote on Muppet Babies. He wrote oh, wow. on a bunch of these cartoons back in the day. Mm-hmm. He wrote this song, Adam. Are you serious? He, he wrote this song. No way. And, and it wasn't well known until did you ever watch unbreakable kimmy schmidt it was like a it was a netflix no. show that that was super buzzy back in like 2016 2017 mm-hmm. and it was a big throwback nostalgia show and in it they talk about the ninja turtles theme song and how amazing it is and <laughs> and they say in it 
someone who like I think Kimmy says like whoever wrote that should get like a billion dollars and someone holds up a sign on the sitcom show saying Chuck Lorre wrote that song <laughs> and no one believed it the internet went crazy in like 2017 2018 it like Twitter flared up because they were like no way the guy who <laughs> created Big Bang Theory and two and a half men wrote the Ninja Turtles song back in 87 mm-hmm. yeah he did wow. and it's amazing it it's, is amazing. It's the song of my childhood. Absolutely. I was, I was a turtle turtle nut. Um, it is so, so yeah, much so, the song of my childhood that it's my number, number one. one. Yeah, it is. It has to be. <laughs> In it bold. You be. see, I'm showing, yeah. I'm holding up my phone. In it has bold. To be. Yeah. Number one it with a bullet, <laughs> with a katana. Number yeah. one. You were a turtle kid too. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything turtles. Yeah. All right. So and we know my number one was DuckTales. <laughs> yeah, so we're done. <laughs> well, we're well, done with the with our individual. Yeah, top now fives. now we get to the to the tough part. Now here. we break it down. <laughs> and the hard thing is that you didn't put Muppet Babies on yours and I didn't put Muppet Babies on mine and Muppet Babies is awesome, but that's a that's fine. That it's, is a that, strong yeah. It's a strong mention. one, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't need to be on here. All right, let's get to brass tacks on our five here and hash this out, and then we can roll through any honorable mentions. Okay. How about that? Well, we've got a lot of crossover, so we do. We do. All right, so so I think let's start at the top, even like because I think that might be it's easier. Ninja, Ninja Turtles and Ducktales are our one and two. I would assume. I will agree with that. And I don't have you a had strong opinion. I had DuckTales at three, but I don't... That number two, number three, that was really tough for me. And okay. honestly, the only thing that bumped Super Mario Brothers Super Show up to number two over DuckTales was just how unique it was that it was a rap yeah. song. Yeah. So, the hip-hop, yeah, the hip-hop aspect of it is really cool, actually. It's a good call. But I'm 100% on TMNT and DuckTales being one and two, not necessarily in that order but no i think that's the order i think i think it's ninja turtles i think ninja turtles like that song defined that brand yeah like i'm trying to think if though if that song was in either of the movies i don't think it was it wasn't in the live action movies no, I don't think so, but it was in all, like, you had that theme run through uh, at least the arcade game yep. and onwards from there. And Heroes instantly in recognizable. Yeah. Was, like, in everything. You push start, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You so come back I from say, commercial and it goes, da-da-da-da-da-da, right, before <laughs> the show comes back in. That's that's the thing. That's six notes. Yeah, so good. And it's all five of them are the same. Note. Is that the millennial loop um, too? It's not, is it? Uh, no. Da, da, da. no, it's so, not. DuckTales is say, the millennial loop. Let's let's say Ninja Turtles is one, DuckTales are two. Um, that's that's n- solid. No argument there. All right. Very so solid. then what's left from my list is David the Gnome, Inspector Gadget, and Alvin the Chipmunks. You have Silverhawks, Mario. I'm blanking on your number and four. And Chippendale was number four for me. Chippendale. I feel like Chippendale's got to make this list. So, Well, there's there's some merit to the similarities to DuckTales and not necessarily having the two Disney spinoff cartoon shows on the same list. Yeah, I'm but, second guessing myself there. It's so good. But it's good. It's, it's really good. It's not worth good. penalizing that one 
because right. it's another Disney song that has the same guy singing on it and whatever. Like it's it's banging, you know? Like I no, it's I think it's got to be. So we're let's put that as like a soft pencil like that's somewhere on this list. Yeah. Um I I could I could do without Inspector Gadget. Like I think it's a fun iconic song, but I don't know if it needs to be on this list. Yeah, and honestly I could do like I wouldn't I wouldn't fight for Silverhawks to be on the yeah. top five. Okay. I'm not fighting for it really. It's great. It was more of a, it was more of just a kind of a, just, Hey, remember <laughs> silver. Yeah. I, I had to talk about Silverhawks and I thought it yeah. deserved more than an honorable mention. Now, the reason I didn't put Mario on my list was because when I looked it up, it was 89 and I was like, that's, that's fair, on though. the threshold. But, but it feels very 80s because when right. I'm looking at our our lineup for the next episode for the 90s, that's it's a different vibe. Yes. It's a different thing. Very different. This is an 80s show. It's a it's a child of the 80s. The hip hop influence is very 80s hip hop. Right. Um, and so I I am not I I'm fine with it being on here. Uh, like the criteria side of it aside like mm-hmm. i think that it's totally worth being on this list um and i think it you're right i think it's iconic enough that it stays on mm-hmm. um so you're making my arguments I'm, for me which I-, <laughs> I am i know i mean we're buds so um we're supposed to fight and we never do um eh. i think i think i think i'm fine with rescue rangers and mario and where where what I'm trying to figure out then is if it's if Rescue Rangers and Mario stay somewhere in the three to five, mm-hmm. how do I feel about dropping Alvin or David the gnome? And you have an affinity for Alvin. Yeah, and I it feel almost like, made my list. Yeah, I feel like it should be that. I would also <sighs> make the argument for Inspector Gadget too. Yeah. Like my only reason for that not making it is because I I just felt like there's more effort put into a song with fully fledged lyrics. But yeah, if and- there's one that deserves to be there that's semi or mostly instrumental, it's that one. Yeah, I, so Inspector Gadget. Part of my problem with it, other than the show, is not great anymore. Like, <laughs> which is not part, part of, of the criteria. Is- <laughs> it's it- about the song, man. It almost <laughs> feels more like a jingle. I don't know why I feel that way, but like as I sat with it, there's a part of me that makes it feel more like a jingle. And maybe it's because it's not fleshed out right. lyrically. It feels like a jingle and less like a theme song. So that's kind of why I'm a little more dismissive of it because I do think you're right that there's a criteria level to that where I'm like, yeah, it could it like it doesn't it doesn't fit with these others mm-hmm. and honestly neither does david the gnome sonically fit with the others cuz it doesn't do it's not a saturday morning cartoon it's right. not jazzing you up it's it's like story time um i think i'm fine with alvin i just there's something about david the gnome i think i just you know what it is i think i just need to go watch david the gnome <laughs> like i think i think what it is is i just need to go watch that show again because it, it is a very good show and i feel like it has to hold up mm-hmm. like i think 
it's kind of like the cell shaded nature of Wind Waker, where it's like because they it was this beautiful hand painted like fantasy right. story Spanish sto- show, like it probably all holds up very well. The stories were very adult. Um, yeah, I would even right, so, sort of compare it to yeah, like. Um, like my neighbor Totoro and those like the Miyazaki mm. that like, it's yep. got that kind of vibe to it as well, which is just like yeah, high quality does. animation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that, I mean, that's a solid, that's a solid point. Like I was going to, I was going to be ready to make the argument for inspector gadget, but an Alvin that, Oh, Alvin and the chipmunks. That song is so strong though. I think, I think Alvin's got a hold. So, so I, I, my head says we go not in this order, but, Mario, Rescue Rangers, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay. Um, so, if we're given that, I do think Alvin is probably five. Yeah. That's where I would put it. Mario 3, Rescue Rangers 4. That's kind of what I just had jotted down as a okay. rough draft here. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Super Mario Brothers Super Show being number three, though? That's pretty high on the list. And you're dropping, that means you're dropping two of yours, and I'm only dropping one of mine. I'm fine with that, because like I said, like mine, David the Gnome, while I think it's gorgeous, is is a nostalgia play. And I think uh, I had held Mario to an unfair standard, and Rescue Rangers, for that matter, to an unfair standard that I'm... I'm now looking back and questioning and what was your reasoning again for not including super Mario brothers? Because it was like mid. Oh, that's right. It was so late in the eighties. It was late in the eighties. And I'm like, and it's also like part cartoon, part live action. So I was like, I don't know, but the song is so good. The song is so good. But does it deserve number three over Alvin and the chipmunks? And chip and by the way, we have two shows in the top five featuring chipmunks. I just thought I would point that out. (sighs) (laughs) That's incredible, by the way. (laughs) Never dawned on me. Me, And me either until this very moment. (laughs) Why isn't there a shared universe between Chip and Dale and uh, and Alvin and the Chipmunks. I don't know, but out of the top five, you know... That's the crossover that I never knew I wanted. So we've got Turtles, Ducks, Plumbers. <laughs> Turtles, Ducks, Plumbers, and then... And chipmunks. Two shows about two shows about Chipmunks. I mean, it checks with kids' cartoon shows, and I feel like next... In, in the 90s, we're going to delve into some that are a little bit more adult in in subject matter. So it makes sense for what we're talking about right now. Eighties were dominated by getting parents to spend money on their eight year olds. So, um, yeah, let's put rescue Rangers three, Mario four. That feels better to me. Yeah. I'm good with that. I, again, I have a little bristle at like, uh, the Disney stack at two and three, but it represents what they were doing, man. Like I said, Gummy Bears is also awesome. Like it, and who? Why would you make a show about Gummy Bears? <laughs> but like, it's such a fun song. Um, they they cranked it out. Disney Disney knows what's up. So I'm fine with this list. So let's re, let's go over it again to make sure. So 
Uh, number five, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Number four, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Number three is Rescue Rangers, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Uh, number two is DuckTales. And number one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It feels pretty five? good. Yeah. We you either, got, got, I know you're you bristling at the two Disney properties next to each other, but it's either the two Disney properties next to each other or the two chipmunk chip <laughs> shows next to each other. It's true. Separated yeah, we should put the, yeah. by <laughs> Super Mario Brothers by Super some, Show, which yeah. is kind of the yeah. it's kind of the odd one out here. It is, but it's fine. I think and that's why I think it belongs at four. Because I do think that it's stronger than Alvin the Chipmunks. Alvin the Chipmunks is is jamming, but there's something very distinctive about uh Super Mario Brothers and it's kind of timeless and yeah it does it does the hip hop thing of sampling the Mario theme um so it's really kind of true to form mm-hmm. there um yeah i i back this list i think it's solid so you 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 don't have any too much or you don't have too much of an issue with 2 and 3 both being disney properties no i'm let's do it it, it feels good we got a high five we get it we need a sound effect there like a bit. <laughs> Excellent. So then do you, before we move on to some community submissions. Yeah, I'm just pulling those up here. Do you yeah. have any honorable mentions that we haven't talked about? Um, I shouted most of mine out. I mean, Muppet Babies was the, was one that really hurt me because um, it's such a good song and it does the things that we're talking about it. It, makes you feel like you're going to go on an adventure and every single one, every episode was different. Um, Ghostbusters. We talked about why. Yeah. Um, Winnie the Pooh is one that Hmm. it was another late one that hit me. Um, It's, it's kind of David, the Nomi it's wistful, but it does do that crescendo in some of these other things where it, makes you swell right near the end of it. I don't think there's a key change. I'm trying to, I'm hearing it in my head, but uh, yeah, those, those, I think those are the big ones. I mean, He-Man and She-Ra, He-Man was big for me. I remember coming home and turning on the TV and expecting He-Man and it was Barney. Oh, uh, like they, the TV network a made, a, made a shift at one point and <laughs> I lost my mind, dude. I remember <laughs> thinking the television was broken. I flipped no. out. Um, but yeah, He-Man and She-Ra were good. It's just like, that was like a very narrative thing, right? They like, they like talk you through the whole format of yeah. it. it. There's a song. It's great. It just didn't, stand out as something that like it's not a rally call you know it doesn't move you like that right um, what, what about you do you have some honorable mentions i think i think the only one i mean i have a few but i think the only mm-hmm. one that i care to bring up at this point is heathcliff oh yeah that's a good one that's another one that um those dudes did those two uh those two guys oh is it uh yeah saban and levy that was like, oh. the, the, we don't know, we don't know who wrote that. And the other weird thing about Heathcliff is there was an 80, 1980 Heathcliff show with Marmaduke. It was like, kind of like the Garfield and Friends deal. Yeah. Um, and that was Scatman Carruthers, aka the Scat Cat from Aristocats, aka the Groundskeeper, I bl- I'm blanking on his name, in The Shining, uh, oh. like the, the, the Kubrick film. Wow. Um, 
he did the original Heathcliff. He sang the original Heathcliff song. We know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know who did the one that we mainly know. The Heathcliff, Heathcliff. Like, I don't think we know who actually wrote and performed that one. But that's the really catchy one for me. That's the one that I knew. Yeah, that's like the late 50s, like sock hop rock feel that had the the companion show wasn't marmaduke in that one it was the the cadillac cats yes yep yeah they had that really cool one with like the roller skates and the headphones on yeah the cadillac cats i think which was that was or or the cat it might be just cat cats i don't know they might have been some cute thing i think it's the cadillac cats either way fantastic Yeah, that's that's all um, I really care as far as honorable mentions. So we can talk about we had so much of a reaction when when you put this out there. <laughs> we did, we did. I, there's another one actually, just like for this community that I was waiting to see if anybody said anything and, and they didn't, and so now I'm gonna have to put it up in there. Um, Do you ever hear of dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah. So dinosaurs is another uh, Savan and Levy uh, hit. And that was alien carnivores versus alien omnivores. It was basically transformers, but with dinosaurs. Exactly. That's what was so the cool song about it. though. Dinosaurs. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. That's funny because um, one that was kind of close. It would probably be, have been like a seven or eight on my list is Denver, the last dinosaur. <laughs> Denver, the last dinosaur. Was that eighties or nineties though? It feels eighties. No, that was eighties. Yeah, Denver, the last dinosaur. He's been in, in a whole lot, lot more. more. Yeah, it's a little. It's not so. See, for a, for a dinosaur that plays guitar with some yeah. rad shades, the yeah. the song was a little bit tame. Yes. I thought. Yeah, Still but he was a, like a goofy dinosaur. He was like a Scooby Doo dinosaur. Kind yeah, kind of. Thing, kinda, you know? But yeah, like dinosaurs, they they were they were teeth. serious. Like they were. Yeah, they were serious kill business. Each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, the community shouted out a bunch of great stuff A lot. Here. Um, I think we touched on a good chunk of it. And the tricky thing here is, as I'm looking through it, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure out what's 80s and what's 90s on this. Um, because there's a lot. I mean, the 90, the 89 to 91 was such a huge, like, burst of yes. animation. Um, Carmen Sandiego is like the Mario, uh, super show where it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, there was, it was animated and there was live action, but that's, I mean, Rockapella, man. Yeah. Uh, can't compare with Rockapella. Yeah. Let's see here. <laughs> what do we got? So Thunder. Snorks. Snorks. <laughs> is Snorks. Is Snorks, man, is Snorks 80s or 90s? I feel like that might even be pre 80s. That might be. Yeah. I don't know snorks i'm googling snorks yeah google the snorks please king of the hill has got to be it's 84 man yeah snorks was fun star wars droids x-men um that's a really good one i think a lot of these are going to be 90s so we'll revisit this because i'm seeing daria and beetlejuice and there's just i mean 90s is going to be hard is is garfield and friends that feels like an 89 to me yeah i think that was a late 80s garfield Um, and friends if it is that's a really strong pick yeah 88 yeah so garfield and friends is a really good shout out for sure and that's a fun show i don't know what was up with the barnyard friends like the the barnyard whatever it was with the egg 
thing and that Sheldon? duck with an inner tube. <laughs> you know the name. There of you go. The duck with it. the inner tube. I loved like it. so weird. It was though. weird, but for yeah, some reason it yeah. made sense at the time. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. But Thunderdome shouts out um, both along with Heathcliff, shouts out Thundercats, Mask, and G.I. Joe. Uh, mask. Um, yeah. And these were good, but I, I feel like the songs weren't as good as the others that made the lists here. Those were yeah. great shows. I was I was actually really big into Mask. I had a bunch of the toys. Yeah. Mask uh, is another Savan and, and Levy. Could have probably <laughs> it's crazy, dude. On they that were one. behind everything. They were behind so many of these things. Yeah. So we've got Transformers, um, Voltron. I was into Voltron. I don't. I mm-hmm. see. I was really into Voltron, but I don't even remember the song. It must not have had yeah. a very rem- memorable song. Yeah, someone said Dennis the Menace at one point, which I don't even really remember. I do, um, and it plays in do? my head a lot. See, really? That's one. That's one that is similar to Inspector Gadget. The song is just Dennis the Menace with a bunch of saxophone. I don't know, and that's this. it. So much saxophone. Yeah, it's so much saxophone. It's like the almost the entire song is like one long saxophone solo. <laughs> It's a great song, um, but yeah, GI Joe. Yeah, because yeah, we I'm shouted out both stuff. '80s and '90s, so some of these are definitely yeah. '90s. Yeah, everything else I'm seeing is '90s uh, by my uh, by my math. So we'll revisit some of these next time. Definitely, X Men. I wish I was cool enough to watch X Men at that point. I. I didn't find out about X-Men or really care about X-Men until I was in like middle school, high school. Yeah. That's early nineties though. Yeah. So really good stuff. I think we landed on a really, really solid high five and I agree. I cannot wait. I'm so glad that we decided to do a two part here because the nineties are, it's just such a unique decade (laughs) for media in general. Yeah. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that one, but I think we're rounding out the eighties here pretty well. Yep. Any closing thoughts? Um, I don't know. Paisanos. Uh, <laughs> this has been a really good episode of retro groove. <laughs> I agree. So we need, we need a, maybe we need a new theme song for the show that. Yeah. <laughs> will, I'm not doing, I'm I wonder if I can eighties up. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll try to find a way to 80s up the intro. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Okay. Because I don't play the sax. I mean, I did in yeah. middle school, but only for like two years and I didn't learn anything. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure out something to do. Okay, cool. Or I'll rap over it or something. I'll get oh, Dan man. to rap over it. Dan's good at like, uh, he's busy though. I don't know. We'll yeah. figure it out. I'll figure something yeah. out. See, I'm, I'm putting yeah. myself on the spot here. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Retro Groove. We will return on very next episode with part two, where we will high five the top five uh, 1990s cartoon show theme songs. Hope you tune in for that one. That one's going to be, that's going to be tough. Oh my God. <laughs> Gotta so catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Because then Gotta we got Nickelodeon all. coming in now. Oh, and, they come in oh. strong, dude. And like I said, you have grown-ups watching cartoons. Yep. Then you have... Oh, my God. It's yeah. going to be rough. It's going to be really... It's going to be tough. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Liam. This was 
really, really fun. Thank yeah, you, man. listener, for listening to Retro Group. We are part of the Retrologic family of podcasts. You can find us on Discord on the Retrologic server. You can also find us on Twitter at RetroGroove underscore pod. Come and uh, hang out with us on Twitter. Tell us what your uh, top five would have been, what, what songs we completely forgot about, and uh, give us some suggestions for 90s cartoon theme songs. We'd be happy to hear them and talk about them on the show. Well, with that, we will see you all next time. Later. Enjoy your voyage. Voyage. Enjoy your voyage. We're retro food and music's our game. What's a show about? It's all in the name. We're a blast from the past with nothing to prove. So get the history lesson when you're hooked on the groove. Huh. Hooked on the groove. Alright. And Liam, and sometimes a guest, the professor don't mess, so come test the best. All genres, all types, no style we disapprove, so expand your mind and get hooked on the groove. Huh. <laughs> hooked on the groove. Yo. <laughs> hooked on the groove. 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 On the groove.